Hello, I'm still Wayne, and I know I'm Christian, and his name is Scott, and apparently he wants to talk about love, which is a bit awkward for me. You want to know what love is, right? Haha, <laughs> in the words of Foreigner. Hey. What do you know about love in the Bible? That it's the core of the Bible. Oh, so we go back to what we said in the last episode. Yeah. And if you've not listened to it, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> 1 Corinthians 13. It says, I may have the gift of inspired preaching. I may have all the knowledge and understand all secrets. I may have all the faith needed to move mountains. But if I have no love, I am nothing. And that's what we're going to explore today. Yeah. This is what Scott's going to explore today. (laughs) I'm just going to nod and smile. Yeah, Wayne reckons he doesn't know enough on this topic, but I'm sure he will be chipping in. Uh With inappropriate comment, probably. (laughs) Uh, They're always good. They're always fun. Love is is basically the, the crux of the Bible, is the core of the Bible. We're saying stuff that you've already heard. but But it inspired this podcast. It did. It did. It made us think about what we want to talk about. We today. felt it's a good stepping stone in yeah. the yeah. journey. So love is is throughout the Bible. I've got some stats here. I, see, I'm coming with some stats this time. I've got absolutely none this week. In uh, the King James Version of the Bible, the word love is mentioned 442 times. So it's pretty important. In the New Living Translation, it's mentioned 759 times. Okay. And the New International Version, 686 times. And in a lot of the other versions, it's in the 600s somewhere. Is that a lot, though? I think it's quite a lot. Considering it's 66 books. 66 books of the Bible, so that's 10 times per per book. Okay. So I guess if you average it out per book, about 10 times. So it's quite important, isn't it? I think it's probably mentioned more in some books than it is in others. The reason that it's mentioned less in the King James Version is because um, they translate the word love as charity and hope and things like that. The, and that isn't counted in. So it's not like um, man, woman, love it about love. No. So there are different types of love. Love Obviously, for coffee. But yeah. So there is love for God. There is the love that God gives you. There's the love between a man and a woman. There's love between friends. There's love between brother and sister. And love yeah. between us. And love between <laughs> us. Wayne, I love you. Uh, it, I told you it'd be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you know, um, when you become a Christian, I think the word love is a lot less taboo. You know, it's it's not normally something that you'd hear two men on the street saying to each other, I love you, brother. Something that you definitely use more in church. But we come from a time where that was really taboo. Yeah, yeah. To to go and tell a woman that you love her, if you're married, your wife's not going to be too pleased with that. But if you do that in in a Christian way, then it's way more acceptable. Okay. Um, I don't quite know why. I'm going to test that theory because I'm going to see people around church and it's got them saying, I love you. I, I think they'll probably just fling their arms around you and give you a hug. And yeah, so we'll be, re- be ready for that. <laughs> Be ready for that. <laughs> so the the word love or the idea of love is throughout the Bible. So there are obviously famous passages like the one that you've just mentioned. There is the famous passage that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus tells that us. That story is the biggest love story, I think, yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for, for God to give his son to us. 
to, to basically be a living sacrifice. Yeah. Is well, there is there is no greater love than that. And there we go. I I mentioned this to you earlier off air. Are we on air? Yeah, kind uh, of. Um, <laughs> he still doesn't quite understand how this works. <laughs> Um, this microphone if you talk <laughs> if you've if you've watched or read the jungle book you will have heard the quote greater love hath no man than he who lays down his life for his no, friends never seen it okay the well, songs you, are just too cheesy you, you, oh the songs are great um, but that's a quote that comes from the bible and it is about Jesus so Jesus loved us enough to lay down his life for us and he he made himself a, a sacrifice for us he loved us so much that he would die for us in that he would die for all of our wrongdoings. He would die for us to be set free from death. He would die for us to be set free from sin. Die for us to be set free from guilt. And also, we we talked about the two commandments that Jesus gives. And that is... Remind to, me. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and to love your neighbour as yourself. Okay, so, first one. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Second yep. one, that's going to take a lifetime of work. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a difficult thing to love your neighbour, and so who is our neighbour? And it's it's not it's not the person who lives next door to you or downstairs from you. Okay. Is is everybody that you're going to come into contact with, whether that be you know just the shopkeeper, it might be the the person who's waving their fist at you because you just cut them up at a junction in your car. Um, it could be you know. What about that drunk who's rowdy and want to fight me and <laughs> still your neighbour. Still okay. your neighbour. And, you know, um, this is what we're called to do. And actually, it's more important than that you learn to love the people that are not like you, the people that don't do things the way that you do them. It's it's easy to love people who look like you, who act like you, who talk like you, who walk like you. Like that, jungle book. Yeah, I was just, I was just <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a, a version of the song from the Jungle Book. That's easy to do. Is, is to love those who are, are like you. What's not so easy to do is to love those who are not like you, those who um, don't have the same opinions as you, those who are a bit argumentative, those who are a bit difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah as you said, the drunk guy. Yeah, the drunk who, guy. Who's shouting at you from across the street. Waving the broken um, bottle at you. Yeah. Go and get some. And even people like, you know, we've both dealt with them, ex-partners. Let's not go there. That's that's a whole other podcast and possibly not a Christian one. (laughs) (laughs) It's important to love those who are not like you because that takes way more faith. It takes way more of prayer and asking the Holy Spirit to to help you. But we're called to do it. I'm guessing that is just much more rewarding too. Yeah. Might seem impossible. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. The story of the Good Samaritan has just come into my head. You okay. know the story of the Good Samaritan? Let's pretend I don't. Okay, we'll pretend you don't. I do, um, <laughs> we'll just pretend. In case someone out there who hasn't heard it. So basically, a uh, guy gets beaten up on uh, so on like a, an isolated road. Was he, gets, was he drunk? <laughs> no, um, but he, he gets beaten up by bandits. They take all that he has and basically strip him and leave, yeah. him, leave him for dead. And then I think a priest comes past him. And uh, and it's just like, oh, not dealing with that. I've got yeah. things to do. And then the priest's assistant passes him. He's like, oh, can't deal with that. Got nothing to do. I've got things to do. And then people people keep passing him and and do nothing about it. We we believe that this guy is a Jewish guy. Yeah. Um, but he gets picked up by a Samaritan, and Samaritans and Jews do not like each other. They don't mix together. What's a Samaritan exactly? A Samaritan is effectively a, a a different race of people. 
Okay. So um, that's that's the the short version of it. I'm not going to go into way too much detail, but it's basically they're they're just different people. Okay. Um, they just don't get follow the context. Yeah, don't follow the same same religion. Just have very different ways. A Samaritan person comes along, sees this Jew, and normally it would be like, well, we don't have anything to do with each other. The Samaritan puts him on his donkey and gives him drink and basically takes him to um, the next town and buys him a hotel room effectively um, and asks the, the landlord of the of the hotel, look after him and, you know, okay. here's some money. If you, if it costs you more than that, when I come back, I'll pay you the difference. So the the question is, you know, who is his neighbor? Yeah. And, and it's the Good Samaritan. The Samaritan is the, the guy who, who looks See, after it. I, I always figured that the Good Samaritan was just someone who was a Good Samaritan. I didn't actually realize it was from a religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I don't know what their religious styles were. The Samaritans come from Samaria. Um, I don't know what the, their religious styles were. Um, the Jews were supposed to be set apart from these people and they did not mix. And there is um, there's another story in, in the Bible where Jesus goes and asks for a drink um, at the well. And he asks this Samaritan woman. And she, she basically said, well, why are you asking me? I'm Samaritan. We don't we don't mix. We, we don't have anything to do with each other. A yeah. conversation about living water. And Jesus tells her her life story, effectively. Yeah. And she's like, whoa. And then, <laughs> you know, and she she believes. Um, and then, you know, she gets her whole town to believe, basically. So that, that gives you an idea of, you know, it seems like a very modern problem too, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, well, in our town, we we got we we live in a sleepy town in Devon, um, yeah. which is Devon, England, and basically the, the accent might just give it away. <laughs> Not so much it, from you though. <laughs> I I got Berkshire accent. <laughs> yeah, so basically, we we live in a multicultural society, uh, and all around the world. We're, we're effectively living in multicultural societies and we don't necessarily understand the, those cultures that we rub shoulders with. Certainly here in this town, you often hear people saying, keep themselves to themselves. They don't integrate. And it's just no. like, but do you integrate with them? Oh, no, because I don't understand them. Yeah. No, we don't, we speak different languages. And, and it's about just loving them anyway, you know, being gentle to them and being kind to them. And if you see them in trouble in the street, that you'd still look after them just just because they're different to you doesn't mean that you wouldn't look after them. That's such a difficult and a big ask. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is It is difficult. And it's difficult to, to love people who might have wronged you in life. Um, it's difficult to love people um, who, like I say, don't act in the same way that you do. So there might be somebody you're you're stood in a, a in a shop queue with a couple of couple of people ahead of you and they're just you know paying in in copper coins and stuff <laughs> like that and and you're stood there like but it's about asking God to have patience with him and kind of I think looking at what people's backstories are and understanding sort of that understand actually, where they're coming from yeah you know so it if if the guy is um that you've cut up at the junction in the, in the road is, you know, shouting and swearing at you. Yeah. You're thinking, well, what a douche. That's yeah. a polite, polite word, isn't it? No, what? you come out way worse than that. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what, you know, what, what an idiot. And it's, it's just Mr. like... Mr. Road Rage is oh, Okay, so I made a mistake. <laughs> we don't know what, what's going on in his day. You know, we don't know if he he might be on his way to uh, you know, his wife's in labor we you know we we don't know if um yeah he's lost everything today 
You know, we, yeah. we just don't know what's don't. going on in their lives. And, and at the same time, they don't know what's going on in our lives. But uh, we have love and we have Jesus and we have been, I guess forgiveness is a big part of this as well, isn't it? Never a difficult one. It is another difficult one, but it's something that we're called to do because we're called to love people. We're called to be gentle and generous. And all of this comes with love, um, having love in your heart. But yeah, forgiveness is is just as much for you, the person who's forgiving, as it is for the person who's being forgiven. But it's all oh, about yes. love. It's all about love. And Jesus came to model love. When, when the Jews were promised the Messiah, yeah. okay? Um, so Messiah basically means saviour, you know, it means great king. When they, when they were promised the Messiah, they were expecting some dude who was going to come all vengeful and yeah. he was going to smite the Romans and he was, you know, he's going to be on his massive horse covered in armour, waving a sword around. Yeah. And Jesus came totally the opposite to that, yeah. totally the opposite. And he came to love and he came to love the people that, Nobody else loved. It's a lot of disappointment at that time, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but he came to love those who were kind of unlovable. We mentioned tax collectors um, in our last one, and we're going to mention them again now. But his disciples you know, were pretty unlovable. Yeah, his disciples were, you know. So their history. We, we hear about some of the trades that his disciples had, fishermen and shepherds and, and things like that. And we kind of feel like well, pretty respectable, you know, yeah. um, occupations. But actually, in those times, they, they were the lowest of the low. Yeah, you know, and they were a bit gruff and tough, and you know, and and, and ready. And they spoke like um, oil riggers. And uh, you know, miles from anybody, I expect. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Then there was tax collectors that Jesus came to save, and famous stories in the Bible about Jesus going to dinner with tax collectors, and, and people were, were like. What are you doing with them? Yeah. You know, they're just a bunch of crooks. And and actually Jesus came to love those that were pretty unlovable and actually turn turn this society on its head. So if you get a massive tax bill, just send a love letter back to him and <laughs> see yeah. how it goes. Just ask just ask Jesus to help you love them. Um <laughs> and just know that they're doing their job and that one day you might get a tax rebate. Really? So, yeah, that'd be good. But no, it's Jesus came to turn all of this on its head. Before Jesus came, it was the rich that were lovable. It was the respectable people that were lovable. It was the teachers of the law and the Pharisees and the Sadducees yeah. and, and the scribes. And you know, they were all, they were all respectable people. People looked up to them. And then Jesus came. It's still the same way today. It is. Certain careers are it is totally. Um, we, we did see a glimpse of it being turned on its head during the COVID pandemic yeah. where we, you know, we all of a sudden started to recognize how much work that doctors and nurses did, you know, in our country and, 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 and delivery drivers and, you know. And, and people, there was so many who didn't get mentioned who were equally important. I yeah. mean, people like chefs who were cooking, postmen, yeah. people doing deliveries, yeah. um, way, way too many public transport yeah. drivers and yeah. I've oh. missed loads, but they didn't never got mentioned so much. But the, Yeah, but, you know, because um, before that it was – it was celebrities. It was the rich and the famous, yeah. and you know, and all of the important people. There, there we go with my, with my uh, inverted yeah. commas in my fingers again. I, I, <laughs> I'm always acting out these gestures, and obviously you guys can't see me. Um, but you're, yeah, you're a slow learner. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm an expressive person. 
I'm going to write down in crayon not to do that. Yeah. Do it out of love, all right? Okay. <laughs> love um, of crayons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the love of crayons. You got anything you want to ask or you got any comments you want to make? No. So, okay. Um, I've taken on board what you said and it is kind of interesting. And I think if you read um, verses from the Bible and you add a love to it and look for the love in that passage, mm-hmm. it comes across in a completely different yeah. way. Yeah. And it, and it is throughout the Bible. And we, we even talked uh, um, in one of our previous episodes, I keep going back to previous episodes, yeah. but even in those times when God was kind of destroying people and, and, and punishing them, uh, I think that was still... Yeah. A father demonstrating his love, yeah. you know, because if you're a parent, you know that there's times when you've had to really give your children what for. Because if you, you didn't know. care, you just wouldn't care. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't be angry. You would, yeah, you wouldn't do it. And you wouldn't try and correct them. And that I think that's what God was trying to do. The whole creation story was a love story. Yeah. You know, God wanted to have a relationship with us. The whole The whole story of Adam and Eve God wanted a relationship with them and, and it talks about him walking through the garden with them, yeah. you know, every day and, you know, and chatting with them. And, and then basically he he could see what was right for them. Mm-hmm. And obviously they were... Um, That's a difficult thing about being a parent, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <clears throat> yeah, right? you, you can see what's right for your children. Yeah. But they, they want to live in the moment and, they, you know, they they don't necessarily understand where you're coming from as a parent. But he knew what was right for them. Um, don't eat that. <laughs> and then obviously... If it was a sprout or something, we'd have probably been all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why didn't he make it taste like Brussels sprouts? <laughs> 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 or, or just smell bad or something. Um, and I think God was like incredibly hurt when, when, yeah. they, when they took, the, took the, the forbidden fruit. The thing was, whatever fruit it could have been, and we make a joke, we'd have been drawn to it because we weren't meant to have it. Yeah. That's how yeah. it works, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and obviously the serpent, the snake, um, how, whatever you want to call it, we know that to be Satan now. Yeah. We know that to be the enemy, the devil. He came and said, you know, did he really say that? <laughs> Should you really not eat it? He just, he just wants to spoil your fun. I wonder why he chose a snake. Cause, not squirrel, <laughs> seagull. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. But this is apparently, uh, according to uh, the story of Adam and Eve and, and the forbidden fruit, um, that's why we're scared of snakes these days. Yeah, it's a trouble because any every time you see a snake in a film, or they always come across as bad. And yeah, they've got such a bad sort of rep now because yeah. of the Bible. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> of Satan. Yeah. We could go back to the Jungle Book again and the snake car. I've He's not a, seen it. Well, you have to, you've got to watch it now. <laughs> it's an amazing story. So, yeah, I mean, love- Scott could say, you know, she could read the Bible, sing some hymns up. No, go watch the Jungle Book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things, go, go read your Bible first. About balance. Um, but, and, and if you're unsure about the Bible, we do, we do have an episode that we are. What, up. we're plugging it? Yeah. They're, I hope yeah. you listened to it already. Yeah. Why are you, I just not get any better at this. <laughs> <laughs> we we never we never um, profess to be professionals, people. All right. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, we just anger people like what they're talking about. They're going to research it themselves and get to the truth. Yeah, yeah. So if nothing else, um, yeah, we're annoying you into going and researching this. I love our conversations. Yeah. See. Yeah. Love. love. See. 
<laughs> How should we finish this? Um, we could do a prayer. Okay. Seems to be our thing. Yeah, seems to be my thing. Yeah, your thing. <laughs> well, it seems to be our thing that Wayne tells me I've got to pray. Um, when you're good at something, it's not nice for them to do it. <laughs> so, okay. What I, I think what we what we want people to experience is God's love, isn't it? You know, yeah. this is this is what has saved me, has transformed my life, is to know that actually I am truly and deeply loved with a, a love that you just don't experience from people, a love from God, a love from Jesus that he would die. And, uh, it's I, just so pure, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, you know, I never really understood the the pain and the, and the suffering that Jesus went through until somebody really sort of described it to me. And The Passion of the Christ, the film, again, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend that you Mel watch Gibson. it. Mel Gibson, yeah. So he, he wasn't in it. He okay. he wasn't Jesus. Um, not <laughs> not seen that either. <laughs> it, it is a good film, and it really did. It struck me how much Jesus suffered for for us and for our yeah. salvation and for our forgiveness. He really did suffer. It wasn't just that. I mean, being nailed to the cross bad enough, right? You know, having yeah. having big old nails put through your hands and your feet and hung up there. But we don't we don't really talk about the flogging and the beating and the teasing that he got, you know, got, mm. got punched and spat on and, you know, um, wore the crown of thorns. He got flogged. He got it just being relentless. Yeah. Literally he got stripped to pieces. Um, and he did that for us. He, he did that because he loves us. I experience that love every day when, whenever I'm praying and whenever I, I realize that God has been at work in my life. I experience that love. It is a, and it is a true love. It's not the kind of love that I've, I, I even experienced from my own parents, from my own closest friends or family. It's not a love that I've experienced from them. It's totally different. Mm. And, and that's, that's what we want people to experience. You, you just get um, that sensation, a tiny amount, and you know there's so much more. Yeah. It's very gentle. Yeah. If you can imagine a baby being wrapped up in, you know, really, really soft blankets and stuff and just being cuddled by its by its mum or dad and you can see how much they love them that mm. that's kind of how this feels that you're that baby you're being and protected yeah and... you're being swaddled and, and just mm. loved and protected and having god jesus look down on you with just really loving eyes that's that's how this feels i hope that everybody that's listening gets that experience and uh you asked me to pray, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, he's coming back in a minute. He's gone on a little bit of a holiday. Yeah, well, it, oh, he's built a rocket ship and blasting yeah, off now. <laughs> so, let, yeah, let's pray. Welcome back. <laughs> Lord Jesus, we, we just thank you that you love us. We thank you that you chose each and every one of us by name to be your your children, your loved ones. And uh, Lord, there are some people out there that have never really experienced love, true love. Um, like the like the love that you give, and um, we ask, Lord, that for anybody who might be listening in, that they would truly experience that that love, that love that knows no boundaries, that love that knows no conditions, that love that is just endless and timeless, and um and just perfect. So, Lord Jesus, we we ask that you would come into their lives and that you would just surround them 
with that love. Surround them with your loving arms and, and just bring them the peace and the safety and the security that 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 baby knows when it's being wrapped up in in soft blankets, being hugged by its by its mother and by its father. We pray, Lord, that people would experience that kind of love from you. Would you make a way for this, Lord? Would you come by your Holy Spirit and would you just fill people with your love? We pray this, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. If you've got any thoughts, comments, send us an email at I know a Christian podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Find us on Facebook. Say hello. Tell us how much you love us. Do that. <laughs> Do that. Um, it'd be great to hear how much you, you hate us too. Yeah, that's probably more likely. <laughs> and how much we are just a pair of idiots. Um, just no love. So we're going to explore our love for each other right now and we'll catch you in the next one. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.